Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hey, huzzah, welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with Cliff and Jason. I'm Cliff Dorfman and this is... I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm Jason. Jason. You got it. You got Jason. it. That was a... Jumped in fine. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm um, I, I need to acknowledge that I am uh, uh, on this podcast uh, uh. under arrest right now. Like I feel. Like, <laughs> I was just uh, gonna ask how things are going. Hi, Steph. Yeah. yeah Stephanie yeah. has just appeared in the in the back, and she's now over Jason's shoulder. For yeah. those of you not watching. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. Uh, <laughs> she's. It's. It's not just metaphorical that she won't get off my back at this point. She's no, here. no, no! It's right there. It's like, uh, the, pe- like Pesci said in Goodfellas, like, "Hey, stand over there, looming like impending doom." Yeah. So uh, another couple of seconds, guy's gonna be a fucking boss stool. <laughs> go on, go on. Sorry. Hi, Steph. So about about a minute before we're supposed to start this podcast, uh, Steph came over today. Well, we're gonna finish this conversation today. We're gonna finish this conversation, and I said, "Oh, about the waffles and the oh, chicken." The I want to say one thing before you get into it, which is, you—I don't think you never talked about her waffles. It was the chicken boiling and poaching. Yes, no, I never. That was your issue, right? There's never been an issue to the waffle. Like, I don't care if it's a Belgian. I don't have like a specific need that's waffle related. I'm right. not one of those. You know, I'm not one of those uh-huh. who complain about every waffle in the world. All right. I just have a problem with it, how the, how, what it's put together. Um, and uh, I think that I could do this. Let me see if this works. Waffle. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to put, uh, just so everybody knows what we're talking about today. If you missed yesterday's episode, if you're bored, um, if just, <laughs> I'm going to share this, this little TikTok I made of yesterday's uh, affair. Oh, I love this one. That. All right. So here, we'll see if this works. Yeah, Jason put his foot in it yesterday. As your mom says, full disclosure. That my chicken waffles to be made. Waffles, fried chicken. My wife had something called chicken waffles that came from Pennsylvania that involves some sort of poached, poached slash baked chicken with a, like a white gravy. And it's kind of soupy. And the it's kind of gravy is the syrup. I'm here for this fight, Jason Smith. Oh, she's, she's Stephanie off. is here. She's she's posting. So now now she's trying to come up with a hybrid. Now, a couple of weeks ago, she tried to come up with a hybrid of curry, like Thai curry, um, that ended up being some of the scariest right. things I've ever had. She didn't hate it because she doesn't know what curry tastes like. So, but that's what happens when she hybrids stuff. Um, what she's saying there, don't make me come in there. Yeah. <laughs> Looks good. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, My wife <laughs> wants to make so. <laughs> so, um, if you if you didn't see the end of it, basically I showed a picture of what the the waffles look like, and then uh, um, what she gave me for dinner. Now, all done. And he threw a fork on top of it, which went thud. Which went thud. So those that, are the thuds you heard. Yeah, and so let's look at that wa- the, the chicken and waffle she made. It looks pretty good, right? There's gravy. There's peas, and you know what? It tasted really good too. I was thinking it looked pretty good. Yeah, and so she made a good meal. Here's where I'm going to get in trouble. And she's okay. got my arm right now. That wasn't Whatever. chicken and waffles. That was modified biscuits and gravy with some chicken over the top. That was a chicken fried chicken over oh. a bread. That's, a, that's like a play on, like when somebody goes like, hey, we're going to give you a Southern style Benedict. And they put like a biscuit and then chicken and gravy and call that an, a Benedict. That's what that oh, was. Yeah. That's not chicken and waffles. That's what I'm saying. So- that's what so I'm saying. So wait, so you I'm had not, the meal I'm wrong the whole time? What? You had the meal wrong the whole time? No, no. She thinks it's chicken and waffles. I'm saying she didn't oh, make chicken. Oh, right. She made a completely different dish. Yes. Steph, you're right there. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna say anything? Here, hold on. I gotta, I gotta put her in the headphones. <laughs> yeah, put her on the headphones. Because I, I mean, hey, Steph, Hi, what's Steph, up? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I got I got myself in the middle of this, so we might as well finish uh, it. Uh, what? in it yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I watched. I helped. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I eased really the, the, the footing. 
Yeah, Jason, you're in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I made so the, uh, a recipe yeah. of, of from my hometown, like a, a recipe close to my heart, a comfort <laughs> recipe. And, Lancaster. Uh, yeah, and Jason proceeded to disparage it uh, yeah. here live on your show. And, you know, so the, the plate that he got was better than he deserved, really. But it was delicious. But, but what he's saying is that it's not actually chicken and waffles. He's saying I, that you made a different dish, which is a Lancaster, like, specialty. For everyone who tuned in yesterday, they saw that I posted a link right there in the comments to the, mm -hmm. the Amish chicken and waffles. Uh, and I'll, I'll happily uh, head out and post it when I'm done talking to you here. Uh, but that is chicken and waffles. It's a different sort of, it's not like a Roscoe's style fried chicken and waffles. I don't really like syrup. So I don't like, uh, I don't like that sweet kind of waffle thing. So right. this works well for me, but Jason can so, complain all he wants. <laughs> but Jason, did you enjoy it? You see double. You I'm going to put you back on with Jason Highcliffe. It was, oh, okay. it was nice talking to you. Steph always loved talking to you. <laughs> no, um, I did enjoy the food. It was good. Um, I'm just saying, I'm going to double down on it. Stephanie has a miss. She missed a program. going to double down. Food. She, she made chicken pot pie. She calls chicken pot pie chicken pot pie, but it's actually just like a dumpling stew. Um, you know, she's just like to boil a lot of chicken. But Jason, Jason, here's what I'm hearing. You know what I'm hearing? What? You get a lot of shit cooked for you. That sounds I, good. That, that is true. I do get a lot of shit cooked. I get a lot of shit cooked for me. I eat cold chicken from Ralph's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, this is one of the reasons that I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I look the way I look. I need about another 10 pounds on me. Oh, uh, yeah. You're, well, you're, she, you're very she does, fortunate. She does do, it is nice to have, she does cook a lot of great meals. Uh, <laughs> but just to be clear, it's not chicken and waffles. It's just not chicken and waffles. That's all I'm saying. All right. Not... Yes. <laughs> That's all. And Cassandra Church, yeah, I, I can see uh, Cassandra Church, <laughs> that, that Jason's biting the hand that feeds him literally uh, is what he's doing. But also what you're doing is something that I would I have to say I understand. It's just about being right. It's not about it's not about that you like the food or you don't like the food or a hybrid. It's just that it's not. To you, it is not chicken and waffles. If you, yep. you, and as far as you're concerned, if you gave this dish to anyone, they wouldn't call it chicken and waffles no. to you. No. That's what you think. No, that's exactly what I think. And I think if, if, if I were to hand that to somebody at Roscoe's, who I would say are experts in chicken and waffles, they'd throw it back in my face. They'd throw it back in my face and they'd say, get this shit out of here. And then what would they would, call yeah. it shit? Yeah, they would, they would, they would say, get this. They, yes, they would. I think they would. Not because it's a bad tasting thing, but it is not chicken and waffles. Don't you're just looking for some alone time? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Is you just <laughs> looking? Yeah. So again, Stephanie has posted the, the link for this Amish uh, chicken and waffles uh, uh, recipe. Uh, you can decide for yourself. I, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled to hear what other people think. Because yeah, of all those Amish people with Michelin stars. Um, I'm really <laughs> they're yeah. Amish. They, how do you we we couldn't even know if what they cook is good. What do you mean? Like it's like they're they're churning the butter, man. That that is. They are churning the butter. I'll give them yeah. that. Yeah, you know, the cream, the to, butter. The I trust cream. them with you know I you know what I trust them with a good potato like a potato bread and butter. Like I'd have toast all day. Trust I'd them with building a house too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. House oh, yeah. cooking. Come on, think how many people when they're building a house, how many people are they cooking for? A lot. Yeah, that's like that. That, does, that just tell you know they had to cook a lot for a lot of uh, people in the military too. Like yeah, but those people are enlisted grunts. These are people who chose this life and going like doing it with love and care. I mean, think about all that gravy and shit slopped on. Oh yeah, your mom says you're getting yourself in bigger trouble. You're gonna be buried in your own backyard. He's gonna be buried in the gravy first. She's gonna <laughs> suffocate him in the gravy. And <laughs> Your whack-a-mole game for you, she says. I think you're going to get suffocated with the gravy in your sleep, and oh, then yeah. she's going to go natural causes. It's going to gonna be one of those things where, you know, you see those torture things where they take the, the funnel, put it in your mouth, and she's like, tape me down and, like, start pouring the gravy in my mouth. I mean, did you complain about your mom's cooking? I would never. She's a she's an angel. She cooked like... Yeah, even your mom will be able to save you. Cooked <laughs> like emerald. Um... <laughs> Okay, I see how it is. Look, I'm gonna have to try out some of these uh, some of these dishes. I, it's a really yeah, if you really... like boiled meat, I tell you, Stephanie's got it for you. Mm. Like if you could if you could ste if you could steam a meat. <laughs> no one likes what? What just happened? <laughs> 
No one likes boiled meat, but if it's put in with like the way you showed it in that plate with all that smothered and the gravy with the biscuits and the. You know why that looks so good? That's because she fried that. That that was a that was fried chicken over there. That's why it looked so good. Oh, she hybrided it a little and it worked. So the hybrid, just to be clear again, though, the hybrid that you made fun of her for doing worked. The the hybrid that I was worried about worked. The last time she did it, it did not work. Right, right. So the one you thought would not work again did yeah. work. Yeah. So you were wrong about that. I was wrong about that. I was, I was. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't want to say. <laughs> I know you don't want. I know you don't want to say it. The man, I just don't want to say. I'm wrong. What I said was I was concerned about it because I was worried. I think we can run the tape. It's like that. What, what is <laughs> that? No from tape a anymore. Kid. A man walks down. The, the right side of the street, safe. He writes down this left side, safe. Walks down the middle, squish like grape, right? That was the Mr. Miyagi thing. I, I thought it was uh, hurt I, people, I, hurt, hurt people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you what? hurt? Who, who hurt you? Why, are you? why are you lashing out at Steph's home cooking? <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? I just don't want to be wrong again, Cliff. I've been wrong so many times over and over. Here's the thing about being wrong that I've always loved is that it's an ability to learn shit. Every time I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, I learned something new. You know what? I'm going to use that yep. and, and, and find a way to not make money. I'm going to go with this. I was wrong, but my concern about the situation ended up making the meal better. So it's thanks to that little push. It's teamwork. That's right. Teamwork makes the dream work. Sim- yeah, it's, it's symbiotic. And, 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 you know, it's better now that you admit it. And, yeah. and you just get it over with. Because, by the way, you're getting, like, all this food cooked. What's going on? It's a wax on. Don't criticize your wife. It was wax on. Don't criticize your wife's cooking. Ask Cassandra. You're not, you're not no. wrong. No. Listen, okay, so first of all, our guest is here, right? I, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, he's not, he's not sitting down, but he'll be back. And, oh, yeah, he's there. He was just, his head was just bowed, but he's there. He's, he's doing things, so he's here, so we can introduce. Yeah, I mean, do you want to you do this, like, together? We're both such fans. I mean, like, or do you want like, bam? Yeah, sure. Like, okay, so you start off. Go. Yeah, yeah. So um, just real quick, um, the first play, we, I was going to want to talk about this later, you know, talk about, you know, TV shows that uh, ended too fast. And uh, the, the show that mm-hmm. I uh, first saw Rory on, uh, actually, it's one of those shows. It was like one of those Bill Lawrence TV shows that was out, uh, you know, a few years ago on cable. Um, and I really, really liked it. Um, it was called, uh, I think it was called Ground Floor. It was called. Played, it's on TBS. Yeah, on TBS. And he was on The Basement. And I want to say this because, you know, I saw Rory there. And it's when I learned something very important about television. Because he plays kind of the, the guy down there. kind of a little bit smarmy, a little bit like, you know, socially awkward. And then, you know, and it's like kind of nerdy guy. So he's kind of, you know, plays this plain guy. And then I got to meet Rory because he has a podcast on Starburns called Pen Pals. And we got to talk about that. And he's been, he's out, you know, with Dan Van Kirk and the Sklars and all that stuff. So I've got to talk. He's been to on him. Harman Quest. I mean, Harman he's Quest. Been, yeah. it's, it's, he's all over the stuff that we all do. All over. So the, we get to, we get to, I get to see him on a lot of stuff. And, and I get to meet him, you know, got to meet him and we get to talk with him every once in a while. And I'll just say this he is one handsome man. And it's the person, he's the person that I realized, like, everybody on TV is a handsome person that they have to dress down. They had to make him nerdy because he's a good looking dude. And I was like, and I remember thinking this the first time I saw him and I wouldn't tell him to his face. I just tell him to him while he's, while he's listening <laughs> in on our, our intro. What a handsome guy this guy is. Um, and very funny on top of that. But I always think of handsome first. I always think of him as just a, as just face me, then, then, then ear me. Well, listen. You know what? This guy obviously he he performed his first set right on uh, on uh, late night with Fallon, another handsome guy. So obviously there's a club that we're not invited to, <laughs> that that is handsome, funny people, or maybe we're just not either. I don't know. I, I thought I'd like to think I'm handsome, not funny, than the other way around. Right. But you know, I don't okay. think I got either one. But yes, it's not about me. It's about our amazing guest who's about to come on, whose new show on on Comedy Central is just it gives me all the feels. I, I love this show, Robbie. Uh, uh, that he created and he stars in, and let's just get him on because I want to talk about all kinds of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Rory Scovell, yes. Oh my God, there I he have is. never. Here's how I know that <laughs> these are your opinions and your opinions only. No one has ever introduced me by being a good-looking man. <laughs> that is not a common theme for me to be uh, introduced. Oh, I, I am very grateful. 
They just don't know you the way we do. They just can't see the real me. Um, yeah, look at those yeah, blue I, eyes with those glasses. <laughs> He's got the blonde hair. It's like the guy really is a good-looking guy, Jason. You're I, not uh, wrong. I I feel good-looking now just because of this. It's <laughs> yeah, like we the, just lifted you up a little. It's training. Yeah, it's training my mind to be like, yeah, hey, I could put a little pep in my step and, you know, walk a little straighter. Yeah, get some um, lifts. Get some yeah. lifts. <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah, start. Finally, start hook there. up the resistance bands and turn your garage into a gym. Finally, do it. We didn't do it during quarantine. It. It's never gonna happen. Well, here's the thing: we got these resistance bands. I can't. Every day, I go, man, I can't wait. I'm gonna put on so much muscle. And that was maybe two months ago that that I thought I'd start to do that. Didn't so happen. I'm, huh? not, I'm, ne- I'm never. Not at all. I Is your better even, half doing it? I couldn't it? even imagine. No, none of, we're doing nothing. <laughs> we are doing nothing. They're, every day we're like, you know what? Let's, I, I will say this. I'm off booze, I'm off sugar, and I'm off red meat. Okay, wait. We're going to take that now. one step at a time. Hang on, Let's Rory. Do it, Let's start with all, sugar. They're all Let's start with different. sugar. I know. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the hardest. That's, that's the, hardest. the hardest by far, right? So yeah, you Easily for me. How big a sugar junkie are you? I'm, I'm in pretty deep. Pretty deep. Me too. My whole life has been ice cream, and if I'm uh, if I'm hungry at all, it's always a a, a cookie. Or so. It's never like just have an apple. It's like right, no, no, I can't. I need to. I need eat. a whole pack of Twizzlers. I need yeah. I need some Skittles <laughs> and some yeah. M&Ms mixed. Oh, together. peanut M&Ms because there's protein. Then I'm getting protein. Then. I, and that's and that's what I tell myself. I'm like, this is healthy. If I eat yeah. ice cream, I'm like, this is dairy, and every study says our body needs that. <laughs> yeah, we need milk. There's no milk in there. Every <laughs> study says our bodies need cow's milk to survive. <laughs> every study says that. So yes, I every. chug it and with some chocolate how, syrup. <laughs> so how the hell are you doing this with your wife, and how the hell did you cut out no. sugar? Because it's in everything. So my wife uh, does not have the same addiction I do. So she's not joining in the, me in this. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm joining her in just a regular, normal dietary uh, <laughs> regimen, I guess. But I, yeah. I, I'm not cutting out, like, natural sugars. Uh, in fact, that's what I'm relying on. <laughs> like, okay. you know, any, any sugars and fruits. Like, slowly fruits are becoming desserts to me. Um, and someone's like, do you want a date? I'm like, yes, that is a, like a bowl of ice cream right now. You sound like, you know, you sound like you're slowly turning into a Sunday school class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any, like anybody that's like, Hey, do you, uh, or, or, or if my wife's like, do you want an orange? I don't think of like, Oh, the citrus or the fact that it's fruit. I'm like, yeah, I need to get that drug. Of some yeah. sugar I'll suck that there. through the rind, and I might yeah. even eat the yeah. rind because there's some yeah. sugars in that. Yeah. Ice cream's I, been tough. It's been tough. I don't know how you're doing it at all. I, I'm blown away. The drinking thing, either. maybe I could do. Um, the, the the sugar thing, you cut out something else. There was three. Uh, red meat. So the, okay. the, boo, the booze hasn't been so hard because I'm more of a social drinker anyways, and obviously that's not going to happen yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, although we have quarantined with another family, uh, the potting, as people call it. We've quarantined with another family so our kids can play together. And that, oh. that's made it hard when you want to just walk down. You know, it's a house on the street. You kind of want to hang out in the backyard, pop open a beer and, and hang out the way you kind of thought you always would hang out as a grown as a grown right. man. You always thought, well, that's what men do. You stand around while the kids are playing and you have a beer and you yeah. talk about sports. Um, yep. So that, cutting out the booze hasn't been <laughs> that so hard. bad. And I'll tell you what, cutting booze and sugar, I mean, you'll drop 10 pounds just on and, that. Like, just without doing, and just by stopping yeah. those two things, you'll just suddenly be like, oh, I'm 10 pounds lighter. You feel it, too. It just too. peels off. <laughs> yeah, it really truly does. does. Yeah. It's a, I'm most impressed with the sugar thing. Like, the red meat, fine. I may or may not have had a 39-day aged New York <laughs> steak on my grill last night, but I'm not saying I couldn't give it up. I could. Yes. I, but I'm the like garlic bread, I couldn't because you know how much sugar is in the garlic bread? I know, I know. Okay, this is what we're here to talk about you and your show. Burgers, Let's talk about though. the dietary stuff. Oh, God, a nice Don't cheeseburger. Pizza? Have you gone to Burgers Never Say Die in Silver Lake? Oh, no. my God. And also there's a CVT soft serve machine in there. You get the vanilla soft serve. You get a cheeseburger. You get the swirl? Do you get the swirl? 
Uh, you know, the swirl, it, it doesn't work for me. I think but the, you can get I think it. there's a different texture between the two uh, flavors. Now, individuals, they're very good. But you want, but when you mix them, it's like if you it mix vegan ice cream with a uh, like a like an actual milk ice cream. That's how it kind of tastes, and it it doesn't work for me. I agree. I vomit. I love vanilla ice cream. People give me so much fucking shit. I vanilla is the, the best. weirdest thing that I'm bringing up on the podcast. <laughs> I love go this for it. My, this day and age, the time that we live today, <laughs> Kentucky is dealing with the greatest amount of voter suppression we could probably imagine. And I am oh. sitting here going, people give me shit because I like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> this is my I platform. take so much crap. Vanilla, vanilla ice cream is so fucking good. And people are like, people go, oh, but it's just vanilla. It is also a flavor of an and ice it's cream. It's a bean. It's a bean. Like a, yeah. Just like chocolate. Like, I had strawberry. Strawberry is the same as vanilla, as chocolate, as coffee, as any flavor you can think of. They're you just see, now flavors. you're getting into a Neapolitan and a Neapolitan, whatever they call it. And now we have a whole. Yeah. Why? Wait, this is the sugar thing. Now you, you, this is what happens. I see what you do. I'm you get other up. people to talk about sugar yeah. so you can like fantasize. It's like yes. a jerk bank for yeah. sugar. Yeah. All right. That's right. All right. That's I'm right. on to you. I didn't Let's think move you'd figure it out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Now I'm not giving ah, you any more shit. sugar fantasies, All right. buddy. All right. Fine. Later in the Let's night. Let's talk about like, oh, grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff was talking about that ice cream with the butter. Like, come on, no. All right, let's talk a little about Robbie. I, yeah. oh, you know what? I, I want to talk a lot about Robbie. So before we do, you're yeah. born in Carolina, right? South Carolina? Yeah, yeah South Carolina. So, so has your humor always been, because it's, it's so different than anybody else. It really is, Rory. It's, it's, I was saying this to Jason. Like in Robbie, for example, you find these moments where it's like, she goes, oh, that's a boatload of cash. And you're like, did you just, what did you just say? And she's <laughs> right, like, yeah. I don't know. I forget things. And you'll take a minute into that exchange, you know, that got a run on that. And I don't see other people doing that. Is this something you discovered early on? Is it a Southern thing? Where does this come from? Because I um, see it a lot in your stuff. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know that I could. I, I couldn't remember if I, I I don't know that I could take full credit for that joke as I, there are so many things that I don't I can't remember if the writers came up with it or I came up with it or the showrunner came up with it. But mm. but that but that kind of flavor yes. of uh, a joke, I think it's just the influence of uh, so many different um, uh, so many different things that you watch as a kid, you know, growing up watching Monty Python or growing up and watching Mr. Show and, and kids in the hall and the state and, and then seeing, I, I think you see how they operate within timing, knowing that comedy is, is all timing. And it's the, you know, the context of what you're talking about, but that timing learning about these pauses or stepping to the side and what's, what's a worthy investment for a joke. I think some, a moment like that comes out of it where you just go, yeah, this is weird, and it doesn't. This kind of dialogue, talking specifically about this moment you're yeah. just referenced, but that kind of dialogue maybe doesn't work in the reality of these two people. But then you kind of go, well, who gives a shit? If you really think it's funny, people will <laughs> go with it and they'll believe the moment. And that's what I I love about not only a moment like that in the show, but so many where you're 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 stepping outside of the show's reality, but not so far to where people can't go with you. Well, that's a very, very, very good point you just rolled across, which is that what I what I like in your show too a lot is what I see and what Jason and I have talked about in Shits Creek. It's this universe where it's not about it's about basketball. You know, basketball is your religion. I want approval from my dad, but it's not about race. It's not about and no one ever examined. They're not saying, oh, this yes. or that. It's very normal. It's like this yeah. is the universe. Did you do this on purpose? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think we grew. Through, naturally, we grew up in these in these situations, and we grew up at a time period where someone wasn't pointing out the lack of diversity in things. And when someone hasn't pointed it out to you, you there's a part of you that maybe can't see it or doesn't understand it because you haven't seen these things from other people's perspectives. And when I think someone yeah. tells you, "Hey, there's a lack of diversity in your in your industry in your your." Um, in, in, in filmmaking or, or you yeah. know making TV shows, it's I think it's a you have an obligation to to try to change that and not just change it to where you employ uh, a wide variety of people with different backgrounds, but you intentionally write it into the content to tell those stories, and then you get away from the fact that just because 
you have put a person of color in your story, that doesn't need to be the story. You have to, you yes, have to, let you're changing the conversation. That. You change the conversation to just go, I think people go, yeah, but this is a, but these are white people. And if you put in a black person, then the story changes. It's like, no, it's still just people. And until you do that, people yes. can't just see that things are just people. I, I think there's a lot of people that aren't, they, they, they live in these bubbles and we all do. We all live in these bubbles, but sometimes you don't allow yourself to be influenced or informed by by things outside of your bubble. And 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 if you don't know about if you don't know that you're living in a bubble, then there's a you're sort of excused by it. You mm-hmm. you, you have an excuse. But if you do know about these other bubbles, then uh, it's it's your job to to want to be influenced and educated by other people. And I believe that the nature of our job in comedy through stand-up comedy or any entertainment in any way whatsoever, it isn't just that people watch it. It informs them um, of what their reality is or can be. And I I don't love that. I don't love that a lot of us turn to movies and TVs to inform ourselves of what yeah, the world late. is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, too, we were born too late, right? It's yeah, that's too late a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's it's too late in the sense that that's, that's the world we were born into. So I, I think there's a lot of us that have an obligation to 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 try to uh, affect it for the better for people to say hey here are here's a scene with white and black people and guess what they're not going to talk about it I also yeah. don't want to run away from those jokes because I love I, I love any and all jokes if someone says oh there's some edgy, great ones too edgy oh, it's on the edge of like race and stuff I, d- I don't want to avoid things but I don't want it to be um, offensive and I don't want it to deter people from wanting to watch the show and I also don't want anyone who 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 even rides the line of someone that might be offensive to be considered the hero, to be considered right. And I don't want it to go where it isn't corrected. I think a discussion we had with this show was I, mm. I said, I don't want Robbie to shy away from saying the wrong thing. But when someone corrects him, I don't want him defending it. I want it just to be new information. And he accepts it. He doesn't go, yeah, but what I, where I'm coming from is a straight white male. It's like, no, show the straight white male that makes the mistakes. And then when it's taught what it should be says, okay, because that that's also a lot of straight white males. And you know, what's great about it is that, and that's what I think is as a so straight white male, normalizing totally this, and that's that. what Shit's Creek did. There's no Jason tried to come back. What just happened? He tried to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we slide. Saw Jason. <laughs> yeah. I just come in with the comments and I slide out. Yeah, it does, it it's a literal slide, the way it appears on the screen, too. <laughs> it does. Okay, so, so, I mean, okay, so you, you create this character, and, and let me ask you, is it a bit of a Romana Clef? You know, is it a bit of, you know, like, first of all, you have Bo Bridges. Uh, did you even think yeah. that? Did you see that no, happening? Because no, this never. is tremendous. Let's say nobody knows you. Bo yeah. Bridges walks out, you know, and they go, well, that, and then... That, yeah. Forget about your fan base, which is huge. And now you have this veteran actor. That was our... How does that happen? We knew that role. We said, let's make... If we're we're going to be be able to get a famous person and we want to try to put a name on this show, it made sense that the dad role would be that uh, character because we kind of knew what we wanted for the other roles. And we didn't want to cast a show that was uh, famous people. We wanted to get newer uh, names and voices involved. And so we said, all right, well, for the dad, let's try to get a name. And uh, we, Bo Bridges was on our list, but we didn't really know if he, you know, out, outside, obviously his brother and his legendary father do did mm-hmm. comedy, but we didn't really know if it was his because you don't see him in a lot of comedy. And uh, yeah. not all, I mean, he was... I think he was the first person we went out to, first or second person. He was very early on. We were like, let's just go big right out of the gate and see what happens. Go big, go home. And he accepted. He he didn't just accept it. I mean, he wanted to get on the phone after he read it. And when we were all on the phone, myself and the other producers, he was very much pitching himself to us as to why he would be good on the show. And I remember on that phone call, he was talking and we muted it because we were all in one office. We muted it and we looked at each other. We're like, is he trying to convince us that he should come on the show? Because I thought this call was us convincing him that he should do this show. And then he, uh, yeah, he he wanted to do it. And I we were blown away. I mean, someone who's newer to the acting world is like myself to get to even watch someone at that level, someone of that who's a legend of that caliber to watch how they do it and and see how they compose themselves 
just got the environment. Chills. It's it's an education. It's it's awesome. Well, yeah, but also to have him, that's the humility that you see that he brings to the part, too. Even though he's 100%. his championship winner, and it's like, you know, you give him that line where you're like, it took you 40 years to win two championships. He's like, it's more than you've won. You know, and it's like still that, like there's this humility to it where it's like he's still trying to be the dad. It's, yeah. it's And you've maintained it the, the, the whole season. I mean, how, how was it working with him overall? Did it pull stuff out of you that you didn't know you had? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't ever forget this. Um, and like I said, I'm new to, to acting. So while I, I'd like to think I'm, I'm good at it, I, I also you, you like, like stand-up. Uh, I like stand up and, and any of this stuff. I think you have to believe that you're you're good at it and you have to believe that you can get better. Now who knows if that's actually the truth, but I think you have to think that. And so mm-hmm. when we were shooting the pilot for Robbie, there's a scene where he and I are talking at the bar um uh in the bowling alley and when we were shooting that, uh I'm I'm kind of blowing up at him because I'm upset that he won't just uh support me or whatever and uh when the cameras aren't going he, there we were. I, I was trying to get to that place, and I think I was having a hard time really kind of finding how to explode at him. And mm-hmm. I'm not a seasoned actor, so I couldn't tell you that I know exactly how to do it. I just know what the lines are supposed to be, but I don't really know right. how. To, I, that's that's what I'm trying to learn. And so he, they're setting up the shot, and he just starts talking to me, and I can tell that he's doing it as the dad, and they aren't. Nothing's oh, wow. happening, and he just keeps going. And so I, I kind of, I'm laughing a little bit, replying to him like, "Are we? Jo- I don't know what we're doing. Are we joking? Because the cameras aren't going, so I don't understand." And then he kind of keeps oh. talking, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you're being like the dad." So then I keep responding, and then by the time, and he keeps building it up so much that by the time they say when the 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 shot is ready, they go action, and he just says the line he's supposed to say right away, almost like I've ramped you up. And now they've said action, and now go, I've got you there, so now just say it. And then I Uh. so easily stepped into it, and it was like, the moment we did it, I was like, oh, that's that's how you do it. I have to learn how to do it without you needing to get me there, but that just taught me how to share that space as an actor, because you have to help the other actors sometimes get to that space. You can't just step in and go, oh, I hope I get my lines right, and I hope people think I did good. He steps in and goes, I'm going to make sure everyone else is doing really good. And because that's his focus, he right. comes off as effortlessly wonderful. I mean, it's it's a testament. Hey, that's to, exactly right. Effortlessly yeah. wonderful. And and the humility, again, it, it just it goes to show you. You said something interesting because you said when you were filming the pilot. And a lot of times nowadays, you know, we're seeing it's just bought. You know, it's like, hey, you got 10 episodes or you got eight episodes if you're yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, streaming for sure. Yeah. Right. So with, yeah. with Comedy Central, and it's Comedy Central now is what it is on the streamer, right? Right. They, it's, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they had you shoot a pilot, right? So we shot the pilot and... Uh, there we go. Uh, we shot the pilot, and that's, yeah, we had sold the pilot. We did the script, and then they ordered it to pilot, and then we shot the pilot, and then we had to wait they had to, to see wait. if they'd buy, you know, a few more episodes, and then they, they finally did, and then a year, uh, and then they finally did, and then later that spring, the next year, we were shooting the, the remaining seven episodes. Um, but so that's a long road. It's um, it was like two, two, two and a half years, something like that. When we when we developed the idea with Gary Sanchez, we went out and wow. pitched it. We started to write it, then shooting the pilot, then waiting, then putting a room together, and then actually shooting the episodes, and then it finally coming out. Yeah, it's it's been a long, long journey. Oh, wait, wait, this is Gary Sanchez. Oh, I yeah, didn't know so, that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. it's Will Ferrell. Oh, wait, did you yeah. work with Henchy on this? So yeah, uh, not Henchy on this one. Uh, Owen Burke and Betsy uh, Koch. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's coming it's off. It's just funny house. over there. It's great. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not anymore though, right? I think they. Uh, they, they yeah, they, right you know. in the middle of our production, I think um, it had kind of ceased to be, but uh, not in a way that affected us. Uh, oh negatively no, you guys are doing great. Because, well, they even said like we're still gonna see out all the shows that we still have. So even if someone were to. For, for instance, Comedy Central is not going to make a, a second season. They just they put us on to the basically the YouTube and the the their YouTube page and the uh, on demand and all that basically because they're going unscripted. That's going to be their new brand over there. Um, oh, really? So if someone were to want to buy this show and make a second season, it would still be Gary Sanchez. 
Oh, yeah. well, so it's open for that now. So we can get fans to kind of join on board to, to get it sold it, for a second I mean, season. that is that is uh, exactly what we need because there's no advertising budget for the show. I mean, like I said, they, they were just oh, like, all right, let's put it out on YouTube and this will be the first bingeable Comedy Central show. But their intention is to not make uh, any more. So our hope is maybe a lot of people do binge yes. it and like it. And I will say the feedback has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I like the show. Granted, I'm I'm biased. However, I'm also very hard on myself. There's moments mm-hmm. in the series, jokes or something that maybe I'm not crazy about or things I thought we could have done better. But overall, to me, it's it's a really good first season of a, uh, a show. So I'm, I'm hoping whether we ever get to make another season or not, I it's just, a, I'm going to interrupt you. It's an incredible, it. it's an incredible first season of a show. Oh, Sanchez, and I get all the feels when I watch this show. It's as good as anything out there. Uh, I, I think this is ridiculous. I think Jason, jump on for a second because we have to get some kind of hashtag going, or we, you know, let's do something. Let's I, get I a TikTok out. We can send Vanilla Froyo to Gary Stanley. All of it. And that's going to be the best push we're going to be able to do, folks. That's going to be yeah. the Froyo this year. Don't, don't send Swirl. Just send all the vanilla Froyo nope. you can yeah. to Gary Sanchez. <laughs> looking for a cup I can, like, turn upside down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they I make us do that. So many blizzards right now. It kills me. That's my, Wait, that's my drug right there is a, just a nice Dairy Queen blizzard. Yeah, you see, you got back to the sugar. Jason, I know you wanted to ask him some stuff about yeah. ground floor. No, I, well, I mean, I just really love that show. I, I know, uh, you're a fan. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, all those Beer Lawrence shows were, were some of the, you know, all my, you know, those are the ones I always loved and, and, and lost a lot about. What I actually wanted to ask you about is, you know, I know you do the podcast and the, how are you guys doing with that now with, uh, with all this? You're actually pen pals now. You know, it's, uh, yeah, to truly, to truly actually, the two of us become pen pals as well. And uh, honestly, I mean, I, I think what I've missed from any sort of like like what we're doing right now or even my own show or anytime a guest on anything like the only thing you're really missing is the the chemistry that you can and the energy that you can really read together. I mean, if you're if all three of us are in one room, you know, you're now you're the laughs are suddenly different and the connection is wildly different. You guys know. And uh, yeah, you yeah. can actually look at people in the eyes and not in the camera and hope they think you're looking. Yeah. In their eyes. Yeah. But I, I, w- I will say, though, you know, thank thank God for uh, podcasts in a way, because it's it's extremely easy to pull off. In, in in the way that we've had to do it. As long as you've got the equipment, the computers and, and Zoom and different apps and stuff have given us the capability to still look at each other and, and pull it off as best as you possibly could without being in the, the same room. I, w- I would say that our, our episodes are still, you know, still have the same charm to it that I think we pull off when we're, when Daniel and I can see each other and be in yeah. the same space. No, I, I think it, I think it comes across great, and I just I, I know that your fans were already very excited about you know you guys and really you know the number of letters that we just have at the office and that we hand over. I know every every so often <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've never seen so much mail that actually wasn't built. Yeah, actual the- letters. Yeah. Yeah, so we do oh, we do so snail cool. mail, we do DMs or any whatever people send us, and we we're you know obviously that's like the log to, to under the fire is is what people send us. We need people sending stuff uh-huh. all the time, but man, I'll tell you what, people really go out of their way to send some pretty crazy mail, like gifts, gift cards. <laughs> the snail mail is. I'm always afraid to open the snail mail because I'm like, I don't know what we're about to open, and it's always like someone being like, "Here's a fifty dollar gift card to Cracker Barrel." You're like, "Oh, all right. I don't know why it's I was afraid of this." But. Yeah, which exactly. also one of the the funniest runs they did on that show is talking about all the things you could buy at a Cracker Barrel. One yeah, was- that was one of my favorites. Get yeah. a chessboard. Yeah, yeah. monkeys. It was all the stuff. Uh, <laughs> all, the, monkeys, all the knickknacks. The, the, a mop that's also a, a hammer. Um, all yeah. the things. But uh, no, it's. I, I'm always. I'm. I'm interested. I want to. I feel like when we open the Starburns office, you know, a lot of that stuff's been forwarded. But I'm. I'm sure there's going to be a stack of mail for you guys. You're going to have a couple days worth of reading. Oh yeah. Be like, oh, a bunch I, I of new episodes. Stuff. I think there's still stuff that Daniel picked up when this all started that we haven't even <laughs> gone through. It. We're still working our way through it. Oh, that's <laughs> great. So do you have new episodes coming up now uh, that are getting yeah, ready every, to drop? 
Yeah, every Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, actually, tomorrow is our 100th episode. So tomorrow we'll be going live on the uh, Pen Pals Pod uh, Instagram for the. That's the first time we'll have tried uh, that, but we'll be on at 11:50 uh, Pacific tomorrow. That's not our usual thing, but the but it's always on a Wednesday. We always drop on Wednesdays. Is that uh, Pen Pals Pod? Uh, uh, the the Pen Pals Pod. Yep. All right. On Instagram. On, we already have uh, Instagram Live, yeah. <laughs> I love In, that. Instagram and that's tomorrow live. at eleven fifty AM Pacific tomorrow. time. That's right. Why why'd you go with eleven fifty, Roy? Why why not noon? You know, here's here's the uh <laughs> what'd you do there? Here's Roy? the thing. Uh that's the <laughs> only time we could actually get together. It was eleven to do it. I have yeah, I was like, Well, my wife needs the computer for this much time and, and I have to watch kid for this so we got it we have a short window we gotta squeeze this hour <laughs> this hour 11 50 to 12 yeah. 49 right yeah right. i will say too also being in quarantine it makes it a little more exciting to not put so many episodes in the can i don't know how you guys if you've noticed that like you know usually it's like oh, i'll get to the studio let's knock out two or three episodes and then we're good to go for most of the month in quarantine you're like no let's nope. don't do that i need that entertainment weekly <laughs> so i have something to do during the week (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i i have to say i'm very very sad about the about the uh about robbie not coming back on on comedy central yeah that being said i'm not trying to rub it in i i just love it Uh, i'm 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 grateful i I love that you you love it thank you yeah i I feel like upset that i don't get to come back to it so i hope that's going to change how do you how are you doing without having been able to do stand-up are you having withdrawals or you know i i was doing okay for uh for a while i think every time i've been on the road i've always wished that i could be home with my kid and maybe be a little more present and you know you careful what you wish for here here it is (laughs) happening uh but this whole time Time, I've been curious when will I finally break and really crave uh, getting back on stage and I I, I haven't uh, I, I hadn't the whole time until the other night my wife and I as many people are doing I'm sure we watched the documentary 13th uh, yeah. which I highly recommend to everyone who uh, wants to educate themselves, that one will be the most eye-opening. But that 100%. one that one was so eye-opening and such a huge dose of reality that I sort of felt like was probably out there, but to really see it and learn about it got me so fired up. I just wanted to get on stage and just talk and talk about it as like a, 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 a cathartic uh, yes. moment because it builds up so much inside of you. And I will say it, it really inspired me to sit down and start writing what what I maybe needs to be talked about, at least for me, when when the time comes to actually be able to get back on stage. See, I love it. And Jason, you know, uh, Rory, tell me what you think about this, but I feel like right now we have the exact same recipe, the exact same ingredients, excuse me, that we had in the late 60s to early 70s when the counterculture started, when the Joan Didions and, and all the great cinema and music and Crosby, Stills, Nash, et etc. Had, had started coming out. We have the exact same ingredients right now. Yet the only thing I'm seeing that could be any sort of last bastion is comedy, is stand-up, to say the things that still have to be said in a way where people aren't going to get canceled for saying it. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it's a... a Personally, for me, I I think people standing up to say what needs to be said is is so it's so critical all the time. It doesn't have to be everybody, and because that's just not everybody. That's not who all the entertainers are. But I think I, I would like to believe that what's happening right now has inspired a lot of people to realize that maybe in this current moment uh, in in time, it's. Uh, it's not about trying to find out who the leader is going to be that that will tell you kind of what we need to do, but rather uh, a lot of people realizing that, you know, it, throughout history, anytime there is a leader, well, they, they kill that person. They kill mm. that person to try to stop the movement. It doesn't end well. And right. you, have to, you have to hope that maybe there's a moment in time, and it feels like it right now, that, that people go, maybe maybe there doesn't need to be a specific leader if everybody gets involved uh you'd like to believe they couldn't they couldn't kill everybody you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to yeah. become this wave of people that tries right? to affect uh that tries to affect change and 
I will say that what I've always loved about stand-up comedy is that I've always felt that has been such a great space to to try to inform people and ch- maybe change people for the better while also trying to give them this dose of of something to laugh at you know the people that inspire me in art are yes. people that are saying something i think you know music is music and you like what you like and you don't really even decide what you like but i think you can decide that maybe or recognize in yourself that maybe you're drawn to artists that are saying deeper things musicians that are making more complex uh music and i well, i think well rory wait let me jump in for a second yeah. what i'm that's kind of what i'm saying too is that like in i don't know if it was 69 or whatever but uh, it was a uh, the kent state thing we talked about it on the show yeah, and then yeah. neil young saw that and went out and and wrote ohio yeah and and we still listen to that song on a daily you know it's it's in rotation across the world right yeah so yeah. but i'm not seeing that in music i'm not seeing that even in in uh in in anything really other than you know comedy i'm seeing comedy is the last place where people are saying something that needs to be said i mean it's what i love um i mean it's what i love about uh stand up it's what i i think i i'm not a person who cares about the the filter of you know, I had someone someone asked me, or I, you know, a question that comes up a lot of times is like, where do you draw the line on what people can say or not say on stage? And I, I don't want to participate in that uh, discussion because I I don't want to tell anyone at all what the rules are, what they should say or what they shouldn't say. But the reality is, you pay for it if you, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people say thing. stuff that they know is wildly offensive. And then for some reason, they become shocked when the crowd is offended. And it's like, you knew what you were saying. You knew what reaction you wanted to get out of them. Why are you so surprised when you get it? Now, I don't want to tell you, you can't say it. You might, if you're, if so, if someone goes on stage and says something, let's just say hateful for in a broad (laughs) hypothetical, they just say something hateful and people laugh at and they go, yeah, but I think it's funny. I, I'm not here to try to, to, to preach to you or to change you or to tell you that that's not funny. So if you think that person saying that hateful thing is funny to you, then that you go to it. And if people find it wildly offensive, then I would say don't go to it. Now, obviously, there's there's certain things you're going to have to deal with socially, depending on what right. you are saying up there. But I, I don't want to be a part of anyone that, that joins in trying to uh, silence someone's live stand-up performance now in the world of you know you get on twitter whatever you might pay for you might have to pay for things differently but in the world of stand-up comedy you know i'd like to believe that it's a space where anyone can go on stage and and say whatever they want and i i just hopefully and i'm a little naive but i'd like to believe that a lot of people want to go up there to either just be silly as fuck and make people laugh or say (laughs) something that's extremely profound i mean it's not it's not any surprise why we look at Richard Pryor and George Carlin as these pillars of performers. It's because they were really saying something. It wasn't just about, yeah, exactly. It wasn't really just about the, the laughs. And I, I I think that's what I appreciate, appreciate about them and the education of them is that, man, there is really something a lot more fun if you can really say something bigger. And, you know, some people want to go on stage and they just want to be silly as fuck. I love that too. I Me could too. watch that all day long. You I'm don't have to you. be profound up there, but nope. the guys, are. The, the 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 men and the women who do get on stage and they do go on stage the and they, they say something profound. It's it's to me, it's just as good. It's you know. Agreed. When somebody goes, what kind of music do you like? I think it's the most absurd question ever. It's like, well, who doesn't like most music? <laughs> I like, yeah, uh, I like music. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music? Oh, me? I am strictly rock and roll. <laughs> That's all I listen to. There's nine bands I rotate my whole life. Yeah, and you just want to tell them, like, oh, God, there's so much out there. Yeah, your mind could be open so much further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something. I, I mean, okay. So you're gonna go back on stage soon? You think? I don't know. I would love. I would love to, but I. I'm one of those people that's that's very paranoid and very like, ah, what are we? What are we doing? Seems like we're moving a little too fast when we haven't made any progress towards slowing anything down. I mean, if you showed me a world where things looked optimistic towards some sense of. Uh, recovery, I would feel better about it. I, mean, I would love to get back out there and I'd love to go back to my normal job. But 
the look of it, it, it doesn't seem like anything has actually changed since March 14th when I took myself off the road. Yeah. I think you can tour New Zealand. I think that there's New zero New Zealand and Iceland. You can go to Iceland. Yeah. Uh, big, parts big of Canada. Canada's so spread out. You could probably go, you could probably get yeah. pretty pretty far north in, uh, get a tour in going Alberta. There. I'm sure it's you could probably all, yeah an all Aboriginals tour. <laughs> you get so, north. Yeah, you get far enough north in Alberta. You're probably going to be far enough away from COVID. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I thought a, about it. Thought this is about a real thing, though. It's like, what is the, you know, this thing COVID was canceled. That's what happened, right? Jason, we've talked about this. Like, people are just like, oh, let's go out. And yeah. it's just like regular times. Like, no. I just got done. My, Rory, my mom got uh, coronavirus uh, four weeks oh, ago. Jesus she, Christ. And, she, and she's okay. Okay. But Thank a God. week and a half ago, she drove to uh, Reno to go to my uh, my no. nephew's uh, graduation. graduation. And she went to the show. No. So, and she was giving her plenty of shit about this. I was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No, ma'am. No good. No good. Yeah, but I mean, go there's anywhere. a lot of people. There's a lot of people going. Yeah, but I don't have any symptoms. And I think it's going to be fine. Okay. I, I think yeah, there's a world where well. I think some people. I, I I I was like, well, what? How do we get this vaccine? When do we get this vaccine? And then you 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 swallow the reality that there's a chance there's not going to be a vaccine, and you go, oh yeah, I guess that is something I didn't think was yeah, possible because I thought we were invincible. Uh, <laughs> but then you realize, oh yeah, there might not be one, but. To me, the saddest part is that a vaccine is not the only way to win this game. There is a way to win the game. And what's so heartbreaking to me is that it is as simple as wearing a mask, social distancing, and washing your hands. You could actually win the game by getting <laughs> everyone that. to do it. Ah, but when will they come up with a vaccine? Well, if everybody would just play by these very simple cheap super cheap cheap <laughs> rules right. we could potentially win the game but the fact that we don't want to i mean you see it now we're not we haven't even we the surge that's going on now we have not even peaked and no. we are over a hundred oh, days boy. in yeah. oh, well, we, boy. Should, we so, should know already from just the, the america abstinence only is not the way to go for americans <laughs> we just don't we don't work with abstinence only <laughs> And we can't force any condoms on everyone. And that should tell you how we're dealing with coronavirus. <laughs> There's a, a lot great, of babies in America. Yeah. There's a good crossover right there. There's a huge <laughs> we don't crossover. know how to abstain with yeah. the sugar. All right. So where can we find you? You've been so kind to stay here this whole episode. Where can we find oh, you thanks. on social media? Uh, I am on, you know, it's interesting. I have accounts on Instagram and uh, Twitter, uh, at Rory Scoville, which I, I will say I've, I, I got off Twitter for a long time and I would just, I would Instagram and I'd share it to Twitter. So I would never go on Twitter. And then when Robbie came out, I got back on Twitter to start promoting it. And I got sucked right back into scrolling useless opinions that got me fired up for no re with no resolution. And then I'd go on Instagram and do the same thing. And, and, and while I do like Instagram, I like promoting myself. Uh, I think as as of yesterday, I had I had taken both apps off of my phone. But then I'm on something later today and then Pen Pals Live tomorrow where I had to put Instagram back on my phone. So I can just can't get rid of it, man. Live and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I can't actually delete this thing. But Twitter... <laughs> Twitter I've deleted, and uh, I, I'll probably share stuff to it through Instagram still, but I'm, tr I'm trying to get away. I need to reset my brain and get away from it. So here's what we've learned. Rory has stopped red meat, cane sugar, all sugar, processed sugar. Instagram maybe is great. Instagram, Twitter definitely. And, Instagram um, possibly on there. And, and liquor. So it's, We're not yeah. sure what's left. Trying to get away from my phone, trying to get away. I think I'm trying to get away from myself, to be honest. Yeah, I think what, what's left, man? <laughs> what else is there? I what are you going to derive enjoyment from? I will say I've wanted a, a nice cheeseburger. Uh, oh, I really want a nice this. cheeseburger. Oh, God. He's got me hungry, Jason. It's, oh. <laughs> Awesome. I could go on about oh the food forever. <laughs> How cool is this guy? So new episodes on Wednesday, they drop, right? Pen Pals on yeah. Starburns Audio. That's go right. binge Robbie. Seriously. And by the way, you can just, if you don't want to pay the $3.99 to get Comedy Central now, just take the 30-day free and then watch the episodes and then get yeah. rid of Comedy Central now. It, well, you it's go, so you good. You go on YouTube. YouTube, it's free. All eight episodes. Go on, go on YouTube, type in Comedy Central Robbie. There's all eight episodes right there. And last time I checked, I don't think there was really any ad breaks. There might be some now, but early on there wasn't. But eat, no matter what, 
If you do like it, it's one of those shows that is completely word of mouth, grassroots. <laughs> I need you to tell 100,000 people, every single <laughs> every single individual person that watches it. Tell 100,000 people. <laughs> if every, every person told 100,000 people, um, the entire galaxy would be able to watch this by the end of the year. <laughs> a, and that's our goal. That is our goal. True story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Rory Scovell. Thank you so much, Rory. Thanks Seriously. And, and please, come back anytime to talk about anything, literally. I would love to. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Rory. Have Rory, a great one. Bye. Bye. Uh, Oh, I'm so pissed. There's not a second season. I'm so I'm so pissed. I, know, I didn't I'm, know that, by the way. I, I feigned like I knew. I didn't, I didn't know, know that either. I mean, I'm pissed. I, I, you know, that's the thing. Like, and we're kind of talking about this. Like, he. This is a guy that deserves a a, a seven season run on a show. Like, yes, very much. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited because it's gonna hit. He's gonna hit one oh, of for these. sure. Um, and he's, he's so funny. It's a matter of moments. It's, it's like, you can't just create a show where you're starring in. It's like, it doesn't just not, you know, it's not going to go nowhere. Something else is happening. This guy is way too talented. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you get Bo Bridges on this. I mean, it's like him and Bo Bridges and then nobody else you know. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I, it's so I, good. And, and they do this with shows sometimes and it pisses me off. Like you said, let's make a, you know, a list or talk a little about it. You know, these shows that get canceled after like one or two seasons. For me, it was, mm-hmm. what was it, Lodge 49? Mm-hmm. Which is a great show. Oh, I, I was so involved in that show. Canceled. They just said, F you. We're not putting any more money into it. Is that even that expensive? No, I was looking at shows like just even in the last couple of years that have gone away that I really loved. Grinder was a show I loved. Do you, do you remember that one? Oh, Fred uh, Savage. Fred uh, by Savage the way, with Rob, Rob Lowe. It was great hysterical. Show. How do you cancel that out of nowhere? That show was fantastic. It. I want that show back. Netflix, will you buy that show? I should I run Netflix. that show. Yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up because I love this show and was uh, Selfie. I never saw it. With Jonathan Cho and uh, the woman who was on uh, Doctor Who uh, as one of the assistants. I never saw it. So good. It was so good. It was a spinoff of uh, uh, not Jane Eyre, one of those those. Uh, uh, Jane Austen? Jane Austen mm-hmm. novels. And, uh, you know, just basically teaching her how to be more, you know, fancy and not so self-obsessed. And, but that was a great show. I was looking at other stuff. Ash versus the Evil Dead was a great show. That didn't yeah, they got four seasons, right? Didn't they? They got three. They got three. They, 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 they banged it. it out after the third. Yeah, but that's one of those ones I still felt like ended a little bit early. Um, For there sure. Was, there was only uh, one show that I actually watched that was on network TV this year. Only one that I actually watched was Stumptown. With, uh, mm-hmm. That got renewed. No, it didn't. Yes, I it think did. it got canceled. It did it? No, it didn't. It got no. renewed. Oh, it did? It okay. Did. It did. It did. Right. It, it got renewed. You know how it did it? Because it was initially it was tanking. This is, actually, this is kind of interesting. It was initially uh-huh. tanking, and what happened was it saved itself in the uh, DVR watchings. Oh, really? Okay. It was like one of the most watched Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was yeah. reading that that one was going away, and I was really sad about that one. That's what everybody said. But, I mean, Colby is just too hot and too yeah. good, and not in that order. But yeah. take it in that order if you want. I mean, she's all those things. And then you got you to deal the guy for you love that new girl. Uh, oh, I love him. Uh, I love Nick. Yeah, that guy. Was well, that guy a boxer or something? How many times is that guy's nose broken? No, I, just, just, I think that's just his face. No, nah, that guy's had his nose busted. I bet you that guy's a fighter. Come on. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check uh, that out. guy's got to be a fighter. I, by the way, if he's not a fighter just with that nose, I don't know if I'd want to spar with him. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I feel like I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, I love Nick. He's, he's so great. Um, did you uh, watch yeah. uh, Enlightenment at all? Do you remember that? Oh, show? the Laura Dern show yeah. on HBO. With your, with your boy Luke. Was in that uh, show. Luke Wilson. Yeah, no, I didn't see again. But there you go, Luke Wilson. What to get two seasons clipped? Yeah, even with was, even with the talent like Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Yeah. Was Santa it? Cl- Santa Cl- yes, it was awesome. Santa, Cl- Santa Clarita pissed me off that it cut. They cut that. I love that show. Yeah, great. Right? What the hell? Three seasons, right? Two, three seasons. But that show could have gone on. That was easy. Cool. It was light. It was fun. Um, another Not one. Cool. Don't trust the bee. Do you remember that? I'm just even talking comedies, right? Kristen Don't Ritter. Yes. That show was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawson, Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Uh, yeah, he played himself, though. He, he played, played James Vanderbeek on that show. Yeah, so as himself. Yeah, that was a funny show. But she was destined for bigger things, too. You know, it's like, and then Jessica Jones just got canceled, yeah. along with Punisher, right? Well, but I didn't really well, care that, about that. that. There's a reason for all that stuff. They're going to bring yeah. it back at Disney. But, like, 
Those ones, I mean, and then let me give last one before we have to go on and say that I miss that that ended way before the time. American Vandal. Oh, I loved it. And and I got to tell you, what I like, there was a BBC show called Dirk Gently's Holistic. Uh, oh, yeah. That uh, one's awesome. That was an amazing show that got canceled after like two seasons. I was so pissed off about that. I mean, there's some good shows. There. And when I was in, first show, and I know, okay, we got to go. But I know the... Uh, the first show that ever did this to me, I don't know if you could look it up real fast. I don't know if anybody ever saw it. It's called Paper Dolls. It was a show about the fashion industry in Manhattan in like the 80s. And I remember John Waite from The Babies was a guest star. And I was like, this is the coolest show I ever saw. I want to be in this world. I want to have dinner at Eileen Ford's house on Monday nights. And then oh, it was so like... Funny. The sixth episode of the seventh episode, like you're in the middle of this season and there's three channels. And then clip, they just pulled it. I was like, they can do that? They just ruined my whole life. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Look, Paper yeah. Dolls. That's the cast. Morgan Fairchild, Terry Farrell. Morgan fucking Fairchild. That deserved an F-bomb. The best. <laughs> What's bad about Morgan Sheridan Fairchild? Like, from the olden days. Nicola Sheridan. That's what I'm saying. See? See? Yeah. All these people were destined for bigger things. But they just yanked that show off the air. It was like candy from a baby. I was screaming for weeks. Oh, yeah. The first, the first show I can actually remember this about, um, and we'll go, was, okay. do you remember that show, Misfits of Science? Do you no. remember a show called Misfits of Science? Uh. It was about all these nerds. Um, at like a college who got together and like each like inherited some sort of weird like uh, mutation because of their work in science like one could go invisible and one could shoot electricity it was really stupid it was a precursor to like a mystery man or something but that was the first show they that, that from you that they just pulled away from me and it like and people were upset it was like an old 80 show we just basically and this is the perfect sign off we just perfectly described by our aspirational shows the difference between the two of us. I'm like <laughs> models, Manhattan, celebrities, money, uh, where, and you're like science kids, school, building shit. <laughs> nerd. There you go. I love it. I love it. By the way, I was just as big a nerd. I just wanted to be in that world. All right, guys, everybody, thank you for being here for another episode. We will see you again. Uh, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong, and uh, Jason Smith? Take care of each other. Love you guys. Bye, Cliff. Bye, Bye Jason. Everyone. <clears throat> A podcast network.